Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Lunar Temple podcast. So in this week's episode, I'm going to be checking us in um, with the energy of the week ahead. So apologies for missing last week. Um, but as I predicted, as I mentioned in the episode from the week before, there was just way too much to do ahead of all of my daughter's um, second birthday and party preparations and all of that. Um, and we've all been dealing with various illnesses as well that, you know, predictable liminal seasonal space between late summer and early spring where our immune systems seem to be really weak at this time of year um so yeah there's just been a lot of um various illnesses to contend with whilst preparing for birthday and parties and things like that so um yeah apologies for missing that episode but this week we are looking at the the waning lunar energy and going into the dark moon phase um, this coming weekend. And then we're actually going to be welcoming in the final new moon of this current zodiac cycle. So next week, next Monday, is new moon in Pisces. And Pisces is the end of the zodiac calendar. So when we get to new moon in Aries, that signifies the new zodiac, zodiac zodiac calendar. And it's often referred to as astrological new year. We also have in March the spring equinox. So the way that I view that festival is it is established spring. So if Imolk is the the end of winter, but the, also the beginning of spring, spring equinox is established spring. So it's that point where we can say, okay, spring really now is underway. And of course, the equinox is a moment of balance, isn't it? It's that time where we have equal lengths of light and dark, day and night. And then from that moment onwards, it's that tipping point into longer days, more light and more warmth as we make our way towards the summer. And the first of the summer celebrations, if you like, but it's also a spring festival too. Another liminal festival is Beltane or Bealtaine to use its Irish name, which is the May Day Festival and it holds the energy of late spring and start of summer so all of that is coming in March but here towards the end of or middle now of February working with the end of February next week we are looking at closing down this cycle so closing out this current zodiac cycle and all that it has taught us and shown us about ourselves and our life and what we want and really starting to think about this sense of new year. So there have been many, many opportunities to welcome in a new year um, from the 1st of January or even before then. Some people start to feel that way with the winter solstice. And so I don't feel that any of them is more valid than any other. I think there's layers to New Year, which is how I personally perceive it. And so rather than taking just one date, and saying that's my new year 
for me, it's that beautiful spiraling effect of divine feminine wisdom or earth-based wisdom. And it's this sense of, of, of adding a new layer to my New Year celebrations. So for me, that begins with the winter solstice, with that rebirth of the sun. But that begins really an opportunity to start reflecting and start really um, working with my goals and my wishes and my dreams and my intentions. And then it just keeps having another layer. So the calendar changing to 2023, January 1st, a new year. So again, that sense of leaving the old year behind and welcoming in the new. And then Imolk to me is very much another opportunity to cleanse and purify and think about spring and think about what I want, but still be in the hibernation type energy of late winter. And then again, this opportunity with the astrological new year and the um, the next turning of the wheel with the spring equinox. So there's loads of different ways that you can work with the seasons and the astrological rhythms and cycles. And over time, you'll get to learn what really sits with you. Some people wait this whole time and the spring equinox is their new year. Some of my close friends do that and that is their big celebration. That is when they kind of come out of retreat from the winter months and they start doing more work and they they are more visible and they are more seen and have more offerings to, to share. And I know other people that are really... Um, yeah, really called to work more with Imolk or more with, with January. So as I said, there is no, well, in my opinion, <laughs> there's no right or wrong way. And for me, it, like I've said, it's it's a real kind of um, layered sense of just adding another layer to this New Year celebration. So we will be talking more about that as we get closer to the spring equinox. I will do a special episode too, all about um, the spring equinox and some of its traditions and ways that you can honour it now. But let's let's get back on track. Let's talk about this week and what we've got in store. So today, 13th of February, we are in a Scorpio moon. Now, for me, Scorpio is a tricky sign. It's, well, it's tricky, but it's also very empowering depending on how I meet it and what is going on for me. And so it's really helpful also to learn how the signs affect you and learn how the moon in those signs affects you. But yeah, Scorpio is my rising sign and it, it's a very emotional sign, but emotional in a different way to a water sign such as Pisces because it's very karmic. And it tends to bring stuff up. Um, it doesn't like, Scorpio doesn't like kind of shallow. It doesn't like surface level stuff. It really wants to bring truth up and reveal things. And it's kind of really happy to go into the underworld and bring stuff up. And so for me yesterday, I had this real, gosh, you know, I'm really upset about something that I didn't realize I was so upset about. And but it was very helpful because I got to speak my truth and I got to be honest about how I was feeling. And it helped me to make sense of some deeper things. So Scorpio is like that. And it's interesting to reflect here on Monday how you felt over the weekend as the moon has been moving through Scorpio. Have you had any of those kind of revelations? Have you felt emotional? Have you felt like things have been coming up or past hurts? 
resurfacing. Um, so just paying attention to that, they're always helpful to learn from, learn, you know, how things are um, showing up for us, looking at that shadow side of ourselves. So today is the last day that the moon is in Scorpio. And today is the final quarter moon. So when we look at the sky, we're going to see that beautiful symmetry, beautiful, like one side in darkness and one side in light. And this is that signal to us, which I often talk about. Now is the time to prepare, make your preparations for lunar winter. So this is when we see that in the sky, it is it is telling us, you know, this is about to tip into that real waning energy now. And we are going to be moving through into the dark moon phase over the weekend. So low energy, feeling inward, wanting to be quiet, wanting to be reflective and really wanting to um, have plenty of time and space to reflect on on this cycle, Aquarius season. How is how has that been for you? What have you learned from Aquarius and what do you want to take with you into Pisces season? Yeah, so try and give yourself some space this week for reflection, for journaling, for meditation, maybe some goddesses that you really like to work with around the dark moon. And if you've really been through stuff this last month, this last few weeks, maybe leaning into some goddess help and support to help you clear that out and really learn from that and take take the gifts and then let it go, let it be. Um, I really like to work with... Um, really like to work with Hecate at the dark moon time and other goddesses that I feel are similar quality like Morgan Le Fay I love and the Morrigan and those goddesses that are quite enchantressy and witchy um, and, and really welcome you into that space of you know you time and and alchemizing all that you've learned and 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 getting these um yeah these kind of jewels of wisdom I also really like Baba Yaga's energy around the dark moon as well. I like to visualize, you know, meeting her in the forest and going into her house on chicken legs and, and just retreating a little bit. So that's the, that's the vibe this week. So we're starting off with Scorpio. We've got our final quarter moon and then we're going to be in the waning crescent phase for the rest of the week until we get to Saturday is when I view it as the dark moon. I know some people just do the day before and some people do three days before. So again, it's very intuitive and it's very personal. For me, I'm treating it as Saturday, dark moon in Aquarius. So Tuesday, Wednesday, we've got the moon in Sagittarius and that will feel quite nice after Scorpio because it's light and it's bright and it's very optimistic. Um, and it might be a nice, as you're making your preparations for lunar winter, if you've got any socialising to do, I mean, tomorrow is Valentine's Day, so it's quite a nice day to have in Sagittarius. It's very loving and it's very generous and, and it wants to connect with others. Um, so, yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, Sagittarius days. Um, and we've still got a, a fair bit of moonlight left. Good to be social. And then we've got Capricorn for Thursday and Friday. And Capricorn is that grandmother, crone, elder energy. It is earth element. And I really feel like that is calling us in. If we think of Baba Yaga again, so really she's calling us back into the woods, calling our, our wild woman self back home um, 
so I would take Thursday and Friday as, as, as days to, to begin to come back to yourself, circle back to yourself, call your energy home. And then Saturday and Sunday, the moon will be back in Aquarius. So we've done a full cycle and we're arriving back in Aquarius, which we began our lunar cycle with the new moon in Aquarius. So for me, how I practice like that is when we've got a dark moon in the sign that we had the new moon in, that is your time to revisit that sign. So feel into the qualities of Aquarius whilst the moon is in Aquarius over those days and pay attention. You know, how does it feel and how has it felt this whole lunar cycle to be working with that Aquarius energy? What has it taught you? Have you had any revelations this month? And also, have you stayed true to your intentions? So if you had intentions to do with creativity, which we talked about, I think, in an, an episode a couple of weeks ago, but really embracing our creative self, feeling more liberated and more free, stepping into our truth, stepping into our power and our light and taking up space. So maybe we got really lit up about all those themes and then we haven't really stayed connected to them. So your dark moon is your time to, to ask yourself why. Is it just busyness? Did we just get distracted? Did those self-limiting beliefs get in the way again? And how can we continue to work on that then? Maybe Pisces season can help us with some of that stuff. Is it other people getting in the way? You know, so just really reflecting and we're not doing it to think, oh man, it's another moon cycle and I didn't pay attention or I didn't follow my intentions. It's not heavy and we're not being judgmental. It's, a, it's just a reflection and a questioning with loving kindness towards ourselves. So we just ask, oh yeah, do you know what? Didn't make a lot of space for that. And I really wanted to. So, okay, what can I do? Do I need better boundaries? You know, do I need to stop taking on so much of other people's stuff? You know, or do I need to, to work more on these, these limiting beliefs that are holding me back? Yeah. So, Pisces season is actually going to begin on Saturday. So the sun is moving into Pisces on Saturday and then we begin dreamy, mystical Pisces season. So we've got it. We've got that interesting handover, if you like, because on the weekend we're going to have the moon in Aquarius and then we've got the sun in Pisces. So it's almost like handing over <laughs> the baton, if you like. And then our new moon in Pisces, as I mentioned at the start of this episode, is on Monday. Pisces season is one of my favourites because it is so otherworldly and dreamy and mystical and mythical. It can be tricky territory because Pisces is so emotional. Um, it is a water sign. But it's it's a water sign that has this really mutable energy. So Pisces is a mutable sign. It has one foot in winter and one foot in spring. It's symbols of the two fish swimming in opposite directions. And it has this affinity with moving between what we might refer to as the waking world and the other world or the waking world and the dream world. So it's moving, mutable, changeable. Uh, and sometimes Pisces in their kind of shadow self can be too um, 
away with the fairies, if you like, for a better phrase. So too too much in the other world and not kind of grounded enough in 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 the here and now in the in the material realm. And and sometimes it can be frustrating for other people with Pisces because they're just they're not always here with you because <laughs> they're ah, off in the other worlds. But usually what this means, how this shows up for them is they're usually poets or artists, songwriters, sculptors, teachers, um, like spiritual teachers, you know. Um, so what they what they actually give to the world is is all the the beauty that they have um, received in the other world and then they bring it back and share it with us via their art, via their music, via just the way that they are. Um, so it, it's a beautiful sign to connect with. And if you are really feeling the call to have more time for creativity, to shift some of those blockages around your creativity, Pisces season really is the time to lean in to that dream-like quality. There's um, a herb that really resonates with Pisces season is actually ruled by Pisces and is native over here in the UK um, to this land. It's native in other places too, but mugwort is an incredible herb to work with for Pisces season. It helps us to connect to our subconscious. It helps us to connect to the dream realm. And it helps us to really tap in to our soul self. So if we feel that we're very led at the moment with our, our kind of thinking self, our rational self, got to get stuff done, got to make sure everything's in place, you know, plans, plans, plans. And maybe we're, we're attacking our goals from a very rational point of view. Pisces season can kind of just um, invite us to think about things in a different way. So how does it feel? Um, what does your soul want? You know, what would it feel like to just dissolve the boundaries a little bit more in the structure and, and just express and feel and dream and intuit and then worry about all the hows and the structure and all of that afterwards? Aries season is going to help us to do that because Aries is cardinal fire and it starts the entire new zodiac calendar. So Aries is going to take all of the stuff that you have dreamed in your Pisces season and that you let yourself lean into and you've let yourself feel. So you don't need to worry because Aries is going to get shit done. <laughs> That's what it does. It gets all that cardinal fire and that passion and that drive and that hot headedness. And it goes, 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 goes with those dreams and those goals. So that's my that's my kind of invitation for you for Pisces season is, is let yourself dream, let yourself be inspired, let yourself create and forget about the why for now. You know, if you're drawn to something, don't don't question it. Just try and really let your feelings and your intuition and your soul self guide you. And then we can make sense of it after when we're in that fire and that passion and that real established spring energy in March. So <clears throat> I hope that gives you some guidance and inspiration for this week ahead. It's nice energy to work with this week, but not a great week, I don't think, for busyness and for lots of social interaction. I think the potency and the magic of this week is, is there if we can really um, scale back a little bit more um rest a bit more and 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 and, and nourish yourself kind of fill yourself back up um especially if you know you are feeling run down or you've been a bit poorly with this 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 liminal seasonal space 
So I'm going to leave us there. And the last thing that I wanted to um, that I want to do is share an oracle card with you for this week. So my friend um, Becky brought me this gorgeous deck for my Christmas present, and I'm obsessed. So it's called the Earth Alchemy Oracle by Katie Jane Wright, and it's illustrated by Nikki Strange. So each card in this deck is a plant and a crystal. And I just, the combination is so, so beautiful. So I have pulled us this card, um, which is just perfect. So it is obsidian and hellebore. And it says shadow mirror, deep healing, understanding, seer. So let me see if I can find this beautiful card and read it out. <clears throat> so starting with obsidian, the obsidian part of this card. Obsidian dances in the darkness, making friends with the shadows. It asks you to dance with it, to befriend the darkness, noticing its depth and peace. There is no darkness without light, and you are a dance of both. You are not good, and you are not bad. You simply are. And for all you are, you are loved beyond belief. Obsidian holds a safe space for your deep healing. Its energy can be sharp like a psychic blade when you need help removing energies. At other times, it whispers like the wind in a mystic way offering you the poetic medicine you need. It has a wise grandmother and grandfather energy woven together by a spider's web of light. Magic rises with the currents of your third eye and womb space. Trapped pain rises to meet you. Journey to the sound of the shamanic drum, allowing obsidian to unravel the noise, distractions and any illusions around you whilst Grandmother Spider spins a web of creation around you. Obsidian's ability to draw out, purify and detoxify was revered by the priestesses of Isis, who scryed with it in ancient Egypt. They understood its mystic ways and brought it into ritual and initiation. Priestesses journeyed with it as a test, collecting fragments of fear for their sisters to heal. Do not underestimate this stone's potency. It must be revered and worked with care. If you are a sensitive soul, I do not recommend this stone in the bedroom. So when we sleep, our soul travels and it can open portals. Hellebore. Hellebore is a poisonous plant with a watery energy to connect with the emotional and mental body. Its message is about energetically clearing bloodlines, which is intense, but sits well with obsidian's potent energy. Since ancient Greece, this flower has held a shadowy place in history. Hellebore was used by witches in potions, spells and ointments. It is these darker seeds of magic that it wants to clear and heal through the collective on an individual level. It is coming in to rewrite old stories around witches and past lives you may have with, these theme, with themes around persecution. It is a seer plant that notices all. 
and nothing escapes hellebore no negative thought emotion or dream it's a cleansing and detoxifying plant so it has a protective quality like obsidian it opens you up draws out and protects it thrives in winter with little light and frozen soil offering a message of hope blooming in the shadows light blooming through darkness and bringing much beauty hold this message close to your heart there is beauty in deep healing so i love that card and i love this deck <laughs> so yeah if you need any enabling for a new deck to get really love this all the cards are very well the artwork is just absolutely gorgeous and this is the back um, but the messages, they're really, as you can tell, they're really detailed and there's a lot in there to, to work with. And then, of course, you can then work with these crystals and sit with these plants. You know, obviously the poisonous plants need to be an energetic meeting, not a um, not taking them <laughs> in any way. Definitely not saying that on video, <laughs> encouraging you to um, to work with hellebore in that way. Um, but yeah, beautiful deck, beautiful message, and perfect, I think, for this Scorpio moon day today, but also for the dark moon phase at the end of the week. So really hope you've enjoyed this episode. I'll be back next week, all being well. I feel like I have to say that now at the end of every episode. And we're going to talk about the new moon in Pisces and what we can really lean into and explore and learn from this magical, mystical sign. So have a beautiful week. Please, please make space to slow down and have that time for yourself for reflection and integration. You know, I think we miss we miss that out so much in so many of our practices in life. We miss out the integration part. Your dark moon phase is your integration phase. So not just rushing into the next new moon and the next new thing and the next action. But allow that 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 integration, how how things can really sink and settle into your being so that you infuse, you're infused with all that wisdom and all that understanding from the previous cycle. All right. Lots and lots of love and I'll see you next week. Take care, everyone.